to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. This is college basketball for February 8th, Thursday. Bunch of night games here before three college basketball games on Friday. So uh, that's something to look forward to or not. Because, yeah. um, Jared, I think, you know, we talk all the time about being process focused, long term focused, et cetera, all that stuff. Uh, one of the points we like to make is a reminder that we can't look too much at the results to justify if a play was good or not. We justify, and we never try to justify if, a, if any one play was good. We try to justify if the process is good, mm -hmm. the totality of plays, because we know we're going to win a lot. We know we're going to lose. We talk about that this week specifically about, you know, we, we've had a ton of losses, but we've had more wins and losses and, and enough to overcome the, the VIG and, and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a great example of that is last night we took, uh, or this night is a recording, depending on when you're watching this, we took um, Alabama plus five and a half against Auburn. They lost by 18. Uh, game was tight until the end of the first half, and then Auburn just went over with hat tip to them. But as a reminder of why we don't want to be results-focused, if you could have gotten Alabama plus 17 and a half, you'd have lost. But that doesn't make Alabama plus 17 and a half that that would have been a bad play because I think, because mm -hmm. Jared, correct me if I'm wrong, if you had been offered Alabama plus 17 and a half, you would have tried to put down a lot of money on that and hope yes. that the sports just didn't cancel it later as an error, right? Yep, that is that is exactly right. And we had this this conversation a lot in college football as well when I think it was at the beginning of the bowl season when yeah. like all the bowl games were just going the opposite way and you were like, this makes no sense. Like you could have set the line where these games ended and you would have been on still been on the losing side. Yeah. So yeah, I, I completely agree with what you're saying. Yep. Yep. We talked about that in bowl season. Yeah, where you know a team was losing by like 30. And it's like Plus 20 and a half on the team that was actually favored would have been a good bet, but yes. like, it wouldn't have won. And so yeah. we talk about how we, we look at the big picture because in the long run, that stuff will balance out. It's set up for us this season. You know, obviously we're never worried about one play. That's what we continuously talk about being responsible with our wager sizes because one play, anything can happen. So that's just one game, of course, uh, that it, 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 it's always a good reminder. We have a great slate here for Thursday. Um, three games that uh, I think offer some some interest. And as usual, Thursday, a little bit later of a slate because Thursday night is when we get most of the West Coast teams playing. Uh, and so, again, as a reminder, if you want to catch the plays of the day in the after show, the extended cut, you can join us on Dub Club for that. But otherwise, we'll start with what I think sets up to be the game of the day here on Thursday, Arizona and Utah, Arizona, according to sideline rank number six in the country. Uh, at this point, I think there's really a top three in college basketball and then a big gap beyond that. I would have said Alabama's really trying to get a stranglehold on number four. And of course that happens to them uh, here against Auburn. So, I mean, it's really just up in the air for who's really fourth, but same thing as who's really number 11, right? There's a whole bunch of teams right there. Arizona's one of them very good, but has had times where they've struggled Utah been up and down this season. Uh, we've had them pretty consistently right around here. We've been high on them relative to the market. Uh, we've never said they were a top 10 team, but uh, they're a pretty solid team. They also have one of the better home court advantages that we talk a lot about in the Pac-12. It's very difficult, this road trip to Salt Lake City and to Boulder. The elevation uh, makes it extremely hard. Sideline says Arizona should be favored that they win by an average of 3.1 points. That's going to make us take the Utes here at plus 5.5, B-grade pick. Because, uh, Jared, if I could get even money on Arizona, I'd love to take it, but that's obviously not being offered to us. Mm -hmm. um, we've seen Arizona no-show plenty of times and or struggle plenty of times enough to say that I think Utah can hang around in this game. You might sprinkle on the money line because Utah's lost a lot of games, uh, you know, kind of like this. 
uh, this season, or more than we would have expected, I should say, maybe not a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Utah could absolutely pull it up, grab the five and a half points, win it, whichever way is your is your uh, you know desired pick. I think makes a little bit of sense here. Value on the number as always, because Jared, what's your thoughts? So I like this play because it makes me a little bit uncomfortable um, <laughs> because anytime that you're fading a team that's as talented as Arizona, it probably makes you feel a little bit uncomfortable. But uh, a couple of things. Number one, Utah has just been lights out at home this season. We've enjoyed backing them uh, when they're playing there in Salt Lake City. The other thing I would say is you made the point that there has been plenty of times this season where Arizona has seemingly no-showed, and a lot of those games have been on the road in conference play. So whether it's at Stanford or Washington State or Oregon State, and those Washington State-Oregon State games were were close losses, yes. But, I mean, Washington State is, I guess they're fine. Uh, They were favored by nine in that game. They weren't supposed to lose that. (laughs) lose that game. Oregon State is not good. Like any way you cut it, Oregon State is not a good basketball team and losing that game all the half in that one. Yeah, well, it's just kind of inexplicable. Yeah. Um, if Arizona Arizona is going to have to play at the top of their game, in my opinion, to cover this number. If there are any flaws in Arizona's game, I don't think they cover this number. And from what we've seen with Arizona on the road this season, I think they're going to make just enough mistakes uh, to keep this game close and, and let Utah cover. And like you said, maybe Utah could win outright. There are definitely uh, worse plays that you can make than Utah on the money line. Yeah, I think sprinkling Utah money makes a lot of sense. Um, Utah's undefeated at home this year. Going back to the history of this matchup, and, and uh, you know, history only means so much. I don't want to think too much. I'm not trying to say that what happened five years ago matters. Uh, but I do just think it's worth pointing out as a reminder of the same difficulties that those Arizona teams have had they're going to have here, which is it's tough to play this road trip to Salt Lake and Boulder. It's not very easy. The last time these two teams played in Utah was December of 2022. Utah was a six and a half point dog. They won by 15. The previous time they played in Utah, Arizona did win that one. But the time before that, it was about a pick them. Utah won by 15. The time before that, Utah won as well. So when you go back, uh, Utah's won at least three of the last four. I don't have records before that, but it's just tough. A lot of teams struggle in this road trip, even in years where Utah hasn't been that good. And this is probably the best Utah basketball team we've seen in several many years. It's obviously a great Arizona team, but last year's Arizona team was pretty talented as well and got smoked there. I'm not saying the same thing happens here. Anything can happen in one game, blah, blah, blah. It's just, yeah, it's a tough place to play. Mm-hmm. Utah's won all their games there for a reason. Um, we've seen, like you said, Arizona struggle on the road. Uh, they played well last game on the road, winning at Oregon. Uh, and again, they were small favorites on and, and handled that one. So Arizona could absolutely win this game by 10, but I think there's just more ways we win this than lose it. So we like grabbing the five and a half. Um, and like I said, I personally like sprinkling a little bit on the money line just in case the Utes can pull it out. Uh, Cousin Jared, as always, you have to remind people if you are interested, check out BetUS, 125% bonus. Again, that does come with some rollover requirements. You have to play through this, some of that money. You can't just make one bet and then pull all your money out. But uh, they are very generous with their free bets, uh, deposit matches, blah, 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 all that good stuff uh, over there at BetUS. Link in the show description to sign up and take advantage of all those offers. BetUS, America's favorite sports book, where you can bet on everything, anytime. Sportsbook, live betting, and casino. To celebrate 30 years in business, we have the best bonuses in the industry. Get 125% sign-up bonus and up to 30 risk-free bets. So what are you waiting for? Join now. BetUS, where the game begins. That'll take us to 9 p.m. Eastern. Florida Atlantic and UAB, as you can see, they're on screen, Florida Atlantic. 
a team we talked about from the start of the season was probably not as good as that top 10 rating, but Scything still has them ranked number 21. We said the whole time they were a good team. They just maybe weren't quite as good as people were thinking they would be. I guess UAB team that we've talked a lot about as well this year that was a lot of fun last year with Jelly Walker now that he's gone. Uh, they've taken a step back. They're not terrible, of course, but we think that Florida Atlantic should be favored by a decent bit here. Sideline says by basically about 10, that they win this by double digits as many times as they don't win by double digits. That makes line four and a half, a very strong B grade. Uh, Cause Jared, I can't give any sides an A grade just because the bonkersness uh, yeah. official statistical term there of what's happening with sides in college basketball. Um, whether it has to do with refs adjusting to large leads, kids at the half getting distracted, whatever it may be, uh, whether it's the fact that we've talked a lot about the college games getting closer and closer to the NBA game where the offenses are stronger, mm-hmm. whatever it may be, you know, no lead is safe in college basketball. And thankfully, we haven't been on the wrong side of a 20-point loss every day this week like we did experience one time earlier in the year. Yeah. <laughs> Literally did. Uh, yeah. You just never know what's going to happen with sides. But either way, we we, we really like laying it with, with Fort Atlantic here. You can take the money line if you want. But this is uh, a very strong play in our opinion. Fort Atlantic, uh, very good UAB uh, at home. Just not good enough to handle this FAU team, in our opinion. Because uh, in Jared, we think they win by almost 10 on average. You can see on screen, 83-74 is the a, a, a reasonable score for this one. What's your take on it? First of all, these two teams played earlier this season. Florida Atlantic won by 13. So that is a data point. Obviously playing at Florida, Florida Atlantic, uh, but won by 13 in that game. Uh, two things that stick out to me here. Number one, UAB, their defense specifically, they're fine. Um, the problem is, is that Florida Atlantic is much better defensively than, I mean, offensively as well. But my main concern here is I think that Florida Atlantic is going to be able to get a handful of stops that I would not trust UAB to get against this Florida Atlantic team, uh, especially late in the game. So so that's the, the the first thing. The the second thing is you mentioned Florida Atlantic maybe a little bit overrated coming into the season based on where they were assessing the polls. And you could definitely make an argument that of the teams rated in, you know, top 20 or so, let's say, I don't know if any of those teams have worse losses than what Florida Atlantic has. When Florida Atlantic having lost to lost to Bryant, lost to Florida Gulf Coast, lost to Charlotte, um, it's not, not great, Bob. Um, but the thing with those losses specifically, I can point to Bryant and, and Charlotte, two teams that – play a very unique style of basketball. Yeah, it's like you're talking about almost almost the literal opposite ends of the spectrum. I think one's like the second fastest and I think the other second slowest. I mean it's yes. basically yes. the ends of the spectrum. Yes. And so I think to have success against Florida Atlantic, you got to do something unique. Mm-hmm. And UAB pretty dang average just yeah. all around. Not really too super fast, not slow, n- fine offensively so-so defensively, just nothing to really hang your hat on. And so um, I, I just don't think that bodes well for, for UAB. And, of course, a number like this, plenty of opportunity for fouls late. Yeah, because uh, you're we talk a lot in football, college football specifically. I know we like to talk, you know, every other week we'll kind of mention, like, you know, this thing happened, and it's an, a candidate for the weirdest game of the year. You know, we'll look back and we'll talk about something happening and be like, that was a weird result in college football. In college yeah. basketball – I mean, that's just a Tuesday. Like, every result yeah. season, every, it could be weird. But but I have to point out, Florida Atlantic playing Bryant and, and losing 
but also losing 61 to 52 against a Bryant yeah. team with the second fastest pace in college basketball. That's really weird. Like, I don't know what yeah. was happening in that game. Maybe yeah. they, maybe they cut it. Maybe they stopped at the half. That's my only explanation for it. Yeah. Um, maybe one team just fa- had players foul out and they just called the game. I, 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 don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. Um, you know, very weird, but, but I think what you Saw early on in the season, obviously, was F- was Florida Atlantic FAU, you know, playing a little bit over their heads, whatnot. Had a great start of the season, had some impressive wins, and then the 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 train just got running away from there, and people were were you know talking about at that point how good this team was or whatever based off what happened last year. It was like they're good, they're not like top ten good. We need to we need to tap the brakes a little, but obviously they had the Arizona game right it was like mm-hmm. the peak performance. But but notice what happened since that Arizona game. Since then, they failed to cover seven straight games. So they've covered two of their past mm-hmm. But when you look at the numbers that they were favored by in those games, it was because people were thinking about this team like they are better than they are. They were favored by 17 and a half, 17, 8 and a half, 7, 15 and a half, 15 and a half, and 16 and a half. Now, since then, mm-hmm. they've still been favored by big numbers because they're much better than their competition. But that goes back to kind of what we're saying, that how you play against the good teams and the bad teams tells us about the other. And yep. they aren't good enough necessarily to just destroy everybody they're good enough to destroy some teams um but you know you really need to be in that top 10 level to consistently be winning by 20 and there are some teams out there doing that fau is good not great and that's the thing is this number isn't like those numbers at four and a half it's a very right. different story if this was nine and a half i'd be like well i don't know maybe but it's not that exciting to jump on but i, I like that we're getting a good number with this fau team and we haven't been able to get a good number with them almost any at any point this season yeah. They're about 50-50 against the spread. They covered a ton early and didn't cover us. The number got really inflated. As the numbers come down, now is a nice little buy-low opportunity for a team who's, you know, two and eight or whatever against the spread in conference play. I think now I guess a perfect opportunity to buy low. Uh, as you can see on screen, there, there is a ton of information provided on Dubco if you want to be a smarter, better, all sorts of great information. And just to the right of the picture on screen, we have color-coded what the actual picks are for every single game in chart form. You can get all of that available on uh, Dub Club. I uh, I don't have... There we go. There we go. Uh, I'm, I'm off by a slide, but there you go. Promo code on screen, QR code on screen, your first month. $5 off. That sign-up link is also in the show description. You get Discord access, where we have a lot of fun over there. Uh, if you want to check that out again, a uh, little discount code if you sign up using the link in the show description, which will wrap us up. Midnight Eastern, UC San Diego and Hawaii, little island special. Cousin Jared, UC San Diego could barely have told you they even had a college basketball team before we started into this business. Mm-hmm. They were Division One, that they even existed. Top 100, I mean, hats off. They are mm-hmm. um, a pretty decent defensive team, a pretty good offensive team. Obviously, they're going to need to win a conference tournament, as anybody is in that conference, to, to, to make the, the big dance. But, I mean, a very respectable team. Hawaii gets a lot of love, but they just aren't that good. Model thinks UC San Diego wins this two out of three times, so minus 126 offers us pretty favorable odds there if they can uh, – Again, go out to the island and win two out of three times. This UC San Diego team has been a surprise uh, to many, myself included, but I've really enjoyed fading this Hawaii team all season, mm-hmm. it seems like, after a hot start when they got a little bit overrated. Because, Jared, what's your take on this game? UC San Diego, uh, like you said, 
a, a very good basketball team. You would think that Hawaii would have quite the home court advantage with all of the factors related to going out there to play a game, but that hasn't necessarily manifested itself. They, they lost at home to Cal State Fullerton. They lost at home to UC Irvine. Uh, they lost at home to UC Santa Barbara. So they have definitely been mortal at home in, in conference. And the thing is that, I mean, you could, you could say this, about Hawaii too. There's a hundred spot difference between UC San Diego and Hawaii and sidelines ratings. We've talked about, you know, 50, 60 spots. How material is that difference really? When you get to a hundred spots, like a hundred spots means, means something. Um, the problem is when you look at the teams that have beaten Hawaii at home in conference, you've got UC Santa Barbara, who's maybe the, the second best team in the the big west they're they're fine they're rated 148 ranked 148 um all the other teams that have beat hawaii at home in conference are much 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 worse than uc san diego so i uh like you feel good that i can get a sub minus 130 i mean that just does not seem right for the best team in the big west uh going to a team like like hawaii there has got to be uh in my opinion just too much respect given for the travel situation here so uh love uc san diego uh don't care that it's a long flight i have faith in them yeah and, and i think the great comparison is uc irvine who is right around where uc san diego is ranked yeah. according to sideline uh uc irvine a team that's consistently in the top two in the big west always a a, a team to watch in that conference which i always love watching the big west conference because they always have games on late when there's nothing else happening yeah. uh come early part of march uh uc irvine uh you know took care of business uh on the mainland uh, just recently and then earlier this season they went out to hawaii and they won by 10. And that's kind of what you expect here. UC San Diego uh, won the matchup when it was on the main lane. And now it's the return trip uh, out to Hawaii. So, it, it, you know, it, it, the other thing is, of course, we talk about Hawaii's home court edge, maybe being a little bit bigger um, in football where you don't go out there all the time. You know, you don't travel quite as often um, in a non-conference for teams that don't get out there. But uh, these teams go out there every year. You know, they, they always do home and homes. The Big West is still a small enough conference where they do home and homes. Uh, so, I mean, these guys were out there last year. Um, Hawaii was favored by 10 and a half last year. UC San Diego covered that by losing by seven. And this is a much better UC San Diego team than that. Obviously, again, doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean they win necessarily. It just means, um, you know, they've covered the last two here. They've done this trip uh, last year. They did it the year before as well. Um, so it's, it's, I don't want to say old hat, but it's not like it's quite the distraction. It might be in other situations. And uh, you've got a UC San Diego team that's really trying to make their mark here in, in the Big West Conference and, and have just continue a dream season for them. Uh, mm -hmm. They've been winning a lot of games outright in against the spread. Hawaii, 6 and 15 against the spread, like I talked about earlier. We've been fading them a lot here. Yeah. Uh, as some of those early victories were real smoke and mirrors. Um, mm -hmm. And so, again, the models knows that Hawaii gets a big home court advantage and says there's still way too much respect being given to this hawaii team the market is just refusing to adjust i don't know if it's because they know people love backing hawaii uh i love backing hawaii or fading hawaii whichever one will make me money in this case <laughs> i think fading them is the right yeah. choice uh there's our recap here again you can join us on dub club for the extended cut where we'll talk about the plays of the day extra a grades other sides and and thoughts that we have other games of interest on a loaded Thursday slate. Cousin Jerry, before we get to that, do you have any parting words for the viewer? I don't know if everybody saw, but uh, it was announced today that 
uh, our, our, our boy, Nick Saban, is going to be joining mm-hmm. college game day mm-hmm. in the fall for, for football. Um, so two things to come to mind. Number one, how big is the desk? I mean, we are really approaching mm. levels Sorry. of there are way too many people at this. Desk. Already were. Yeah, and I understand that that Coach Corso is only there for a full few of the segments yeah. now. Um, but really, how big does the desk really need to be? Um, the second thing is I cannot wait. Well, I guess the f- the first second thing is how much are Desmond and Kirk going to be sucking up to Coach Saban? Uh, I feel like there's going to be a lot of that pandering, I would almost even say. Um, and the third thing is I cannot wait until Pat McAfee and Coach Saban disagree about mm. because that is going to be must-see television mm. when they eventually get riled up. It may only happen like twice where they actually get riled up at each other, but it will happen, and I can't wait to see that. Um, but the number one concern is the desk. I mean, we need a, we need a bigger desk. If if anyone has seen uh, the good place here, I'm reminded of the line in episode in season four where uh, Janet replies that uh, you know the insult has a seventy whatever percent chance of success, but there's a a nine percent chance that he replies back with an insult so devastating you'll remember it for the rest of time. That's kind of what I feel. Like. I feel like there's a chance that Nick Saban might say something so devastating that 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 actually remembers it for the rest of time because I feel like he can pull one of those out. Who's the guy that calls in on the Alabama radio talk show every week? I feel like we got to get that guy on the show now because yeah. I know they've yeah. they have a fun relationship. Um, yeah, yeah. But I think that was kind of I don't want to say his auditioning because Nick Saban's not auditioning for anything, right? But yeah. you know that I think seeing how he interacts with people there i think was like this guy can make some good tv uh, yeah, when, yeah. when he wants to so uh should be a lot of fun uh special show coming tomorrow because only three college basketball games in 24 hours because you're going to do our first hockey show so you know kids don't ever give up on your dreams that's all i can <laughs> just don't ever give up on your dreams yeah yeah, absolutely. Uh, we were talking about this the other day that the the first ever foray into could I model statistic statistically uh, something with sports betting came over a decade ago and actually started with hockey, where I was like, you know, I think there might be an edge in this sport. No one pays attention to it, and lo and behold, we finally getting back around yeah, to yeah. to finishing that dream in a completely different way, in a completely different manner, because yeah, I've learned yeah, so much yeah. since then. But uh, I just think that's fascinating. Uh, so hockey show coming tomorrow on the back for college basketball in 48 hours once there's more games to talk about for Saturday. Uh, if you're new here, again, watch this little quick video. Just reminder, some quick points. If you haven't seen it in a while, just read through it here. Uh, enjoy the music. And hopefully you're with us on Dub Club. You get the special link to hear more college basketball. And we'll see you on the other side of the music.